victory has defeated you, but you can still listen to this podcast. Hello and welcome to Cape Crisis. I'm your host, Henry Gilbert, back, back again after another little sabbatical uh, called PAX and GDC are back-to-back this year, which is bullshit. So we're we're back in the habit here at Cape Crisis. I'm your host, Henry. Thank you. I'm your host, Henry Gilbert. That's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. Uh, and I'm here with with uh, my new co-host for this week, uh, Brett Brelston. Hey, Elston. Hello, Brett. Hi. I, yeah, that was me trying to learn how to use this uh, soundboard. Dang bridge is washed out. But like, it doesn't do things when you click on them. So I was randomly typing on the keyboard, and I got okay. I think I understand. Okay, now I get it. Did you um? You see on and the, now, now I will refrain from ever using them again. <laughs> I love that joke on Parks and Rec on there. The soundboard guy on the uh, on the douche show. Who, uh, like, is China Joe? Best, yeah, he's the best soundboard guy in the world. He just pulls things out. China Joe is great. <laughs> <laughs> like what was it where he said like me so farty on the thing? It's yeah. just like how did you how did you get that? How was that ready? <laughs> right, anyway. I, I have to know. There's something called Batman Forever. All right. Do you know what that is? No. Persuade you to take a sandwich with you, sir. <laughs> I'll get drive through. God. Uh, time for the McDonald's commercial. Boom, uh, boom, boom. I had all those toys. I'm, I'm done. Didn't you? Didn't you have all the McDonald's toys for, for Batman, Batman Forever? Forever? Yeah. And forever. Oh no, wait, no. It was Happy Meal toys for Returns. Returns. I forever had. had the glasses, and yeah. I did have. I had one of the glasses. To this day, I still have all the uh, four of the the four big gulp cups from McDonald's. Mm. Um, they each had different color lids. Like there was a, a like an '80s green, neon green lid, a gray lid, and a black lid. And as a kid, I would play with them because this was '92, so I was 11. Mm. And I would go around playing with the lids. And this is how little there is to do in the Midwest. And pretended I was Batman, you know, playing as Batman. Uh, and uh, each lid had a different function. So like the black ones were like batarangs that I would throw. Hmm. The gray ones were like suction that I could use to climb <laughs> things, and the green ones were like little plastic explosives that I could leave and just defeat my invisible enemies. See, that's what that's the difference between like regular kids playing and nerd kids playing because yeah. they they have specialized things for that. Like any any dumb kid would be like, "Well, I have a sword," and they just wave their hand around. Well, like, oh, I, as a on. kid, I always just and I think a lot of people feel this way. I hated any toy with any kind of action. Oh, yeah. at all. Like, oh, he's got karate chop. No, thank you. I will be the one doing the karate chopping with this toy. Mm-hmm. Just make it articulated. It was all about articulation. And, yeah. and the moment you impede my ability to manipulate this figure. I want to tear this thing in half. That's why even even before Toy Biz went crazy with articulation, like at the start yeah. of Toy Biz, their toys were always better. Like Batman had his line of toys, and they always were the same mold, like yeah. arms unmovable, or the arms only moved at the shoulder and the legs only moved at the thighs. Yeah. Though, that, that was the worst. There was the crappy Spider-Man. I had one of the crappy Spider-Man that had the suction. Well, that was that first hand. Marvel superheroes. Yeah. Uh, the, the, that, that first toy line, not yeah. first toy line ever, but you know, Secret Wars was before that. But but why would you want Spider-Man with suction cups on his hands? He doesn't like. Well, exactly. How can he even be shooting web? So yeah, like dumb pose. That really irritated me because it's like, oh, he can stick to things. Do you think that's all I want to do with a Spider-Man? That's a separate yeah. thing. You, a separate toy is the suction cup Spider-Man. A toy that can punch Doc Ock in the face. <laughs> It's a different toy. Yeah, maybe I'll just hold Spider-Man against a wall and pretend he's stuck. Yes, like I can, I can do this. Don't worry. All right. Well, so 
Uh, we'll start out this episode. Oh, yeah, and Chris Antista, our usual co-host, mm-hmm. he's, he's very sick. I'm afraid I'm going to get his cold just by being in this place. He's very sick. Yeah, he's he's dead. <laughs> he's on DayQuil and NyQuil right now. Uh, I, I was sick most of last week because, again, PAX. Uh, this is the first thing mm-hmm. I've recorded as well since PAX, and it was incredible. It was uh, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Obviously, my day job, we had some good announcements Big there. Big time, yeah. And then also, I mean, even for VG Empire stuff, which is why I'm also here, is to plug VG Empire. Uh, that uh, Tons of people just coming up and saying how much it meant to them and how much they liked the show, so that was really cool. Yeah, I would like to say sorry again to the fans that I, again, didn't go to a PAX event. You were brought up during our, <laughs> our annual Saturday night meetup. By the time I go to PAX, you guys will stop caring about me, and it'll be... Uh, well, I did go to PAX last year. It was at PAX Prime. It was cool to meet everybody there. It yeah, Prime is good, too. Um, but yeah, there's we have all these West Coast, list, East Coast listeners that never have ever a chance to meet us anywhere. Like, nope. I mean, oh, that's why New York Comic Con and PAX East are the... Are oh the, my God, I would love to go to New York Comic Con, just because I want to go to New York. Like, New York but, itself is cool. New York Comic Con, I mean, it, yeah, it's fine. It's just, I, by the time you get to New York Comic Con, I'm, I'm, I'm biased only in the sense of having to go to all of these shows. every convention. Yeah. And it's, by the time you get to New York, you're just like, I'm so tired. It is very late in the convention. It's year. late. It's like mid to late October, and you're just yeah. like, I just want to stop being in hotels and at convention centers. Summer is the time for conventions. Yeah. Well, so what have we been reading? Uh, so, I, yeah. I want to ask you first. You said you've been reading well, a lot. Well, yeah, I was sick all last week from PAX, uh, as typically happens. Yeah. Um, and I just was like, well... And then I realized the danger... Of and I tweeted this at some point like, wow, I've never been in a situation where I had my iPad and digital comics and mm-hmm. I'm sick, and I can just keep tapping icons and keep buying comic books and, and all and this I have, money. I have no idea how much money I spent. I don't. That's know. That's the evil trick. That's yeah, evil and trick I just kept things. I just kept buying things and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so yeah, so basically what I did was I caught up on. I mean, I'm still a Marvel zombie for lack of a better term i can't help it um i was reading justice no apologies no apology whatsoever that's just what i grew up on and that's totally love it Mm -hmm. um i tried reading justice league and i got like halfway i'm still in the jim lee period and i have you finished the first six issues at least like the dark side story maybe i I can't even remember if i resolved that i think i did actually i think i finished the first six because i remember the dark side stuff the first six is a good like event thing. yeah it, well it's definitely written to be like if there was a justice league movie yeah. this would work as a good structure i just wish like both of them like the new 52 itself was a very cool and cohesive restart marvel mm-hmm. now is a little less organized yeah um well because they couldn't dump everything yeah in marvel now but what i wish and i've said this before maybe even on this show i just wish like something with like superior spider-man or uh uncanny avengers or whatever it is you want to do I wish they would have just tried experimenting, like, just dropping, like, not one issue at a time, but, like, mm-hmm. if you want me to get caught up, like, selling the mass audience on $4 per comic is going to be very difficult, even in a digital yeah. format. But if you make it, here's the first six issues of Superior Spider-Man that have been written in advance, and they're all ready to go, basically a trade. Yeah. And you put out a trade and be like, boom, this is the, this is what you need to kickstart. Or even start. if they didn't want to waste, like, six, they could just do four. Like, four something, issues would be something. needy enough to be like, this is... yeah. Like the equivalent of four issues for eight dollars. Like yeah, that would... even doing it weekly. Like Age of Ultron has been trying to do very go happen very mm-hmm. quickly, but even that, I'm like, dude, that was four bucks. Like, I 
And the way well, Brian, and Brian Hitch reads so fucking yes, fast. the way he draws like, and like the way everything moves around, it's like I'll blow through an issue that really quick, and I'll I'll read it twice just to take in the art. Yeah, and it's gorgeous. Like, it's great it looks, art. I, I four came out today, but I haven't. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to read it. Same with Superior Six. I haven't Ooh, read it yet. And Thanos Rising is yeah. I'm, so Thanos is one of those characters that I'm. I keep forgetting where his status was because the last I remember reading yeah. was Guardians of the Galaxy, where him. What Nova and Star Lord uh, and Star Lord were like trapped in this weird the cancer verse, I guess. Yeah, and then they both were like, "Go get out of here!" And then the portal closed on them, and they seemingly all die. And the uh, that universe was only going to exist for sixty seconds. Yeah, they just had to keep Thanos busy for sixty seconds, and they all die. Not you know, as far as comic book death goes, it's not the most conclusive death, but right. it was definitely them saying this is the end for a while. Yeah, which and, is fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with fine. a temporary. Well, I think it's weird that so uh, yeah that the you haven't read Avengers Assemble the um, the Bendis Bagley Avengers comic that came out. I read the Thanos story of that. Yeah, that happens after, and that that puts okay. Thanos back in the so, Marvel. Yeah, he's just back. Well, and they just ignore it. Like number one, Star Lord appears first. He's uh-huh. like, yeah, I'm Star Lord. Here's Guardians of the Galaxy, and I feel it, it's weird to see them together because number one, like the they're selling the Guardians of the Galaxy that were defined by. The in the Abnett and Lanning books yeah. post annihilation, like yeah. Marvel is selling. Those are the guys who are the stars of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. So in a way, Marvel is respecting those books, but in another way, they're like, "Yeah, it didn't happen. We got to reintroduce them to you." Right? You don't don't read those. Read when Bendis writes the Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy. Yeah, which again, I'm like, Bendis is now writing almost everything again. Yeah, and it's just too much. As a writer, I'm glad he's at least, like, testing himself to go, like, oh, let's go into outer space. Like, I want to see what I can do in space. But if everybody talks like an East Coast guy just to one another, it's like... It's too much, man. Yeah. Like, I, I, I forgot what it was. I think, is he writing Uncanny X-Men? Or? No, he's writing all new X-Men. All, that's what I was reading. I was, so that's one of the things when I was sick. I was like, okay, this now, bit... that one they did put out really fast. The bit, at least yeah. the first six issues. Yeah. The, the bit is, you know, the old X-Men come back, and I'm just like... When they had that 99-cent sale that broke the... the they, web oh, the fr- everything was free. Yeah. Oh, it was a free. Yeah. yeah, 700 free number one. Yeah, so I, I got number one. I'm like, I just want to see how this works out. And I was actually... You know what? I, I actually... I'm totally on board with this. I don't really... Well, the artist, Stuart Immonen, I really Imanen, like him. Imanen, yeah. Imanen, he's is, great. Uh, yeah, I like the artist who's on... I finished... I'm on, like, issue eight now or something, and I really like who's on it now. When Mystique shows up, whoever the artist is is really good. Well, and I also like that Cat Beast is gone. Like, oh, yeah. I liked Cat Beast for his time, but it's nice for them to go, like, all right, he doesn't, he doesn't, have a, he, he doesn't look like the Cowardly Lion anymore. He's, yeah. He has a new look. Yeah, but that was one of those comics where the premise just seems like this is really flimsy. This seems like a mini series. How are you going to make this work? And also, mm-hmm. what does this mean for the rest of the Marvel universe to have the old X Men here? And, yeah. and and for what it's worth, like in a series where in a, in a world where in a, in a comic continuity where when you go back you can mess with things and you get things like Days of Future Past or whatever, mm-hmm. like would that not like totally mess up everything the moment you took them away? Yeah. It's just it's weird. So I just fun it's just fun to read it for that. And and I've actually found that that was really fun to read. So to get on topic, I read that. I picked up New Avengers because I read it was about Illuminati and, and that stuff. Uh, I, oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for whatever reason, I really like that notion of these five people have the Infinity Gems. Uh, there was that Avengers story with uh, from like a while, like years two ago. Oh, with the hood. Yeah, the that hood was a gig. great story. That was really cool. So I've been following that all, and then I mean, ever since Illuminati first showed up, like around Civil War time period, mm-hmm. when they started that whole one-off that was just Illuminati. 
Yeah. Uh, that was so. New Avengers becomes that basically, and I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Even though the first four issues set the scale so high, where it's like, you know, universe yeah. annihilation and stuff that's usually kept in a crossover. They do that. Yeah. That's how I felt with that Avengers story with the hood too, where it was just like, no, yeah. this this could be a your crossover. Yeah. But. It's funny you bring up the Avengers because I just finished reading the last of Bendis's run, like his his last five issues in oh. New Avengers and his last five issues in Avengers. Have you read those? No, I stopped reading both See, of them a yes. long time ago. So the weird, well, the, the weird thing was reading it, seeing him go like, I ha- he said to himself, "I have to set everything back to right. normal." Like so, yeah. Vision is back. Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and their baby gone. Mm. Uh, Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme once more. Right. Uh, what, what else? Oh, yeah, Wasp, not dead. Uh, Wonder Man, not a bad guy anymore. Right. Like, everybody I is... did like that idea of Wonder Man just being like, no, stop it. Yeah. Like, that was a cool character. You're too big. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that was a cool, like, uh, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind if he stayed that way for a few years. Yeah. But and not even, not even a straight villain, just like... I, I disagree I, with I completely you. disagree with the way you're going about this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... That helps a character like Wonder Man, who is otherwise superfluous. Like, why do you even need him? Though he did bring up an interesting point that why he was crazy, like their explanation was, why am I crazy? Well, I was dead, and then I was brought back to life by Scarlet Witch, so I might not even exist. Like, <laughs> right. I'm, not, I'm not my old soul, I'm just the Wonder Man Scarlet Witch wished into existence. Right. Like, so when did so Vision? Yeah, Vision is another one of those characters. Well, like, because I read New Avengers, uh-huh. or not New Avengers, Young Avengers. You know, ten almost ten years ago. <sighs> yeah, now. that uh, event, that Vision is not the same Vision. So that's not the same Vision. But he was a he was built because the old Vision was gone because of disassembled. Vision was torn in half by Scarlet uh, Shiolk because of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like in two thousand four. So that's almost yeah. ten years ago. Yeah. So but when did Vision come back? Right before AVX. Yeah, right before AVX, he was rebuilt. Because that way, that was when Scarlet Witch got back into the story. So they want, I think it was because, from a behind the scenes perspective, I think it's because Bendis wanted him there to play off of her. But right. in the sto- in continuity, it just took that long for Tony to fix him. I see. That's, Fair he, enough. He is a very complex toy. But yeah, so I read, I got caught up on all new X Men, which I really liked. I got caught up on Uncanny X Men, which actually really. So generally, X Men is the first time I've been interested as a whole because I like the idea of Cyclops becoming Magneto, for lack of a better analogy. Um, And this, I don't know, that dynamic is really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Like he was always the straight shooter, super boring, like Leonardo of the of the comic book world, and to see him be like completely believe in what he says and you can see how he thinks he's right and in some part of you you go yeah if i was looked up to as a representative of my species and i felt like yeah i've been fighting for the right side for so long and only the worst situation happened every time there's just a breaking point and and though i read i i read on bleeding cool they brought up a, a funny point about like characterization being all over the place for Cyclops recently. Mm. Well, so, like, at the end of AVX, and I think also in AVX Consequences, like, he was very clear. He's like, I could blame the Phoenix, but no, I I killed Xavier. I take the blame. And then apparently in, like, the most recent issue, uh, in a recent appearance, I'm not sure if it was on Canny X-Men or somewhere else, but it should have been on Canny X-Men. Like, Scarlet Witch says... Scarlet Witch? No, sorry. The White, White Queen says... Why? Why should I trust you? You threw. You tried to kill me, 
And then he's just like, that wasn't me. It was the yeah, Phoenix Force. I remember that now. Yeah, there's a bit of back and forth that I'm surprised which, they allow. Which I'm cool. Look, that the Phoenix Force was always there to give them a storytelling out to be like, no, that wasn't Cyclops. He was possessed. Like, yeah. But but when Cyclops makes it so clear afterward, he's like, no, I'm not going to take the easy way out and say I was yeah. possessed. Well, they had a whole mini series to get him to that mindset with yeah. consequences but then I think it was uncanny that got to the point where when they all start throwing blame around on that kid's lawn mm-hmm. which I, in Australia which I thought was kind of funny where like it's just this circular argument where they know they can't like they're all wrong uh-huh. like, and it's I don't know it's it's an interesting place for the characters to be where it's like oh you did this no that was the Phoenix Force that wasn't me and it's like well still you were part of you was in there blah 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 and it's yeah. like well you're the one Tony Stark who shattered the Phoenix Force and put it into us we did not ask for that that's what happened when you blew it up yeah. and, uh, and then he has to be like well no uh because you started it and well, it's like this no one's right well, and it comes to this point like they've you've used that excuse too many times where like like for Iron Man how do they forgive him for Civil War yeah. well he rebooted his brain to a pre-Civil War brain so <laughs> Technically, this Tony you know isn't the one that made that choice. I forgot about the yeah the that brain that's reboot. that's basically how they could get her like that's how he could start fresh with Thor and Cap yeah and same with like I I thought of this I saw this hilarious thing where I didn't read when uh, when the character Penance was created around post Civil War though I see how ridiculous he is now Speedball Speedball becomes yeah. Penance I love Speedball oh, man. Was, so. But I read this whole account. Uh, I was on comics. The comics are good yeah, uh, blog. Yeah, yeah. So I had this account of how like um, Squirrel Girl had always had a crush on Speedball, and they actually had like this one page strip in a Valentine's Day joke special where she actually got a kiss from Speedball, and and then like three issues, like, three months later, Civil War happens, oh, and wow. and then there's this funny joke page where. Deadpool gives her the comic where he becomes penance <laughs> and she's like oh my god no and then so then there's a scene where she goes to confront him at a shield warehouse she's like please Stevie you're not you're not this guy like it was Nitro that killed all those people not you he's like no we're we're responsible if we weren't fighting that would happen and then she says this she brings up this was written by Dan Slott too so he knows this continuity she says Tony Stark once while drunk, <laughs> killed a senator on TV. <laughs> and he's the Secretary of State. And then she said, and, three, and two years ago, the Avengers destroyed half of Washington. The state of Washington. Like, they got forgiven. And then, and then all penance can say back, he's like, you just don't get it, do yeah, you? Right. I'm really deep now, so <laughs> I can do things like this. And just hits his head against a God. Uh, yeah, that was definitely a moment of like you took a character who's literally bouncing off the walls with happiness <laughs> and had him put needles in his body till he felt bad. But now he's speedballing. Now he's speedballing. Oh, uh, so have you been reading Superior? Yes. So yeah, yes. I haven't read six, but I up to I'm, five. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know uh, if I've been on since Superior started. Probably. Yeah, I think you might have been on one, but Superior's been great. No, I completely love it, and it is. It's one of those things that's just. A, a, such a huge shakeup mm-hmm. that deserves to happen every three or four years in a comic like this that runs for fifty years. Like yeah. you need this kind of thing, and whether it, it lasts a year or whatever. Yeah, and and like no like no ever, no one ever ever believes this is a permanent change. It's like and 
just just go along with the ride. And I mean, having Peter's ghost there tells yeah, you yeah. like it's not permanent. Yeah, but. and like issue one is Peter is still there in his uh, subconscious, so it's semi trying and, to direct him. And the last words of the of the issue are, "I swear, I will. I'm going to take my body back." Yeah, like, and it's like, okay, well, in the meantime, I want to see he's the best supporting character in the book. Yes, like, and I want to see what happens when, like, no, this really is a vision of like, what if Spider Man didn't have. A lot of the shackles that yeah. that Parker guilt puts on him, and you see the difference with this stuff. And you also, it kind of reminds me of in the uh, Jamaica Simpsons reference, our first uh, first like, of the episode. Yeah, we're dang, twenty minutes to Simpsons reference, but yeah, when Mister Burns became good, he still he still killed thousands of yeah. of sea life, and so that's that's like Doc Ock. Even when he's good, he's more evil. Like he's created this like yeah. police state where he's watching everyone. He's like, "But I'm the good guy. I'm Spider Man." Yeah. And same deal with like, I the, I love the end of issue five where he like freaked out and beat the shit out of, like the two they, goofball, yeah, they screwball, the two and... screwball characters. And Spider Man always just like goes like, "Man, f you guys, Web." Yeah. Let's go to hell. And then I also liked where. Uh, we're surrounded uh, by sorry, beer cans, yes. by the way. Not mine. Not ours this time. So the uh, like the Avengers are talking about, should he be on the team? I don't yeah. know. He killed that guy. And then and then Wolverine's like, we've all murdered people, I was, guys. I was like, glad he addressed that because yeah. I'm like, please don't tell me this room of people is going to be like, yeah, what? Most of us are murderers, like recent murderers. Like with Cap, Cap could say, hey, it was World War II, guys. I barely kill people now. Like, yeah. But instead... Like no, he was he was right. They kill they kill people. Though I still think they're going to get him off the Avengers, which is good. good. Yeah, get him off the Avengers. He needs. I've had enough Spidey on the Avengers. Oh, I also read. Speaking of Spidey and the Avengers, I read the most recent collection of Avenging Spider-Man, which is the basically Marvel team up. Right, where he teams up with Avengers, where it um, it had one kind of kind of fun story where he teams up with She-Hulk, mm. then. Uh, a two-issue story where he teams up with Captain Marvel where not enough happens. It wasn't my favorite. But mm. then he has a two-issue team up with uh, Deadpool, and it's really good. I like. I love when those two team up. Have you read this Deadpool Illustrated? No, I haven't seen this one. I keep seeing it on the iPad come up, and it just seems ridiculous. I and check that out. Like, it's him fighting Tom Sawyer or something, and I'm, Ooh, like, I'm I like just that. like, it's... And it's like Tom Sawyer is rent in twain. Is the is the uh, sub is like the rent in twain. Yeah, I get it. It was good. I need to read this. Uh, right. What else did I catch up on? Like Superior, which I just totally love. Like mm-hmm. I, again, we like Amazing Spider-Man Two is out next summer. It'll be resolved by then. Yeah. And in the meantime, just sit uh, back and actually it. see some really wild and and like creative Spider-Man stories. And I'm totally down for mm-hmm. it. And, and eventually, Doc Ock will be back in his body. Parker will be Spider-Man. Everything will be back to the same way when people, right around the time everyone gets really complacent and the sales probably start dropping off mm-hmm. and everyone starts to leave. They try to shake it up. And sometimes yeah. it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I think this time it totally worked. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, have you been... Oh, so let's do some news real quick though. Yes, please. Uh, so... With Age of Ultron, they have a implied... I don't know if you saw this, Brett. We mentioned it on the last episode, but that... Bendis is saying the Age of Ultron final issue, the last page specifically, he says, it's the craziest thing I've ever done. Right, it's an update on his House of M will crack the internet <laughs> crack in the internet. Yeah. The Joe Quesada is drawing the last couple pages, which I think does make it mean it's a bigger deal. But huh. uh, they've apparently at least half revealed what it will involve. So do you remember in Spawn, <laughs> the character Angeline? Angeline? 
Yeah. The Spawn Killer? Yeah, yeah. She's going to appear in the in the Age of Ultron. Well, because uh, Neil Gaiman co-created her with Todd McFarlane. Right. And then they had, apparently him and Todd McFarlane had some deal that if he gave Todd all the rights to Angeline, he also, he created, in one issue he created Angeline, he created Male Bulgian. Oh, yeah, yeah. And also the uh, Medieval Spawn. Like, yeah, all remember. these... All this stuff in one issue. Uh, yeah, it was like issue seven, I think. And so, cause, seven. Nine, it, nine has Angela on the cover, I think. Or that's not that's the Gru. Or oh yeah, it, no, it is Angela. Cerberus Angela. Yeah, but there anyway. was this there was this run going back all the way to ninety three. There was this run where Todd McFarlane like did he did like the first six issues of Spawn. Yeah, and yeah. He was like, wow, this guy's a shitty writer. And then he got the biggest writers in comic: Neil Gaiman, Frank Miller, Alan Moore, Dave Sim, all wrote comics for him like they wrote issues that's what, like the first and, like 25 issues of spawn i still i haven't read them in a long time but they're i loved them and and those guys i think all wrote it also as like an f you to marvel and dc they're right like, See, yeah. we're, we're supporting these image guys yeah. they're they're making you guys shaking your boots right but so neil then made a deal like i'll give you the rights to and i'll give you full rights to angelina and male bulgin these guys if you give me the rights to miracle man and then that didn't work out. They sued each other. And right. eventually when it came down to it, because he couldn't... That was your That's, computer, not mine. Yeah, it's, I, maybe a victim of software kind of thing. <laughs> well, anyway, so then Neil Gaiman ended up with those characters. They're his wow. now. That's so cool. apparently he's friends enough with Marvel. He's like, yeah, you got, I'm not doing anything with it. Put her in there. So I think it's implying some sort of multiverse expansion-y type stuff. Huh. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, so there's there's that. Also in the in the Marvel news was the uh, did you see the new trailer for Wolverine? Yes. Wolverine Japan. Yes. Weird storyline that, that so he loses his healing ability. That seems to be the plot. Yeah. Which is odd. I think they did it. For, I can see why they would do it from a storytelling perspective because a hero that can't be hurt or killed is not interesting as a main character. They think, and I think he is. In a movie, maybe not, but so and it yeah. at least like challenges him. But, yeah, I mean uh, there there is a story to tell there. It's just hard to say if that's the movie story you want to tell. Yeah, and also why doesn't he just die from blood poisoning? Like that's <laughs> the thing. Like I don't know, oh, you yeah, should go yeah. into septic shock like right. within five minutes. Yeah, because people's blood shouldn't be or his bone shouldn't be metal, and your blood yeah. doesn't like that. Yeah, but. <laughs> the, but it looks uh, it definitely I it looks better than the last Wolverine movie. At least yeah. so far from the trailer. Maybe. I mean, it's it's like I don't know. Hugh Jackman's so good at being Wolverine that I, of course, will got go it s- down to his side. Like I'll go yeah. see it, and I feel like you know it, it stands a chance to be decent. So it's just who he is now. Yeah, I, he's really good. And then, uh, though, apparently, they the rumor I read is that there is going to be crossover. That, like in the comics, Wolverine is going to lose his healing factor, or. They're at least going to turn it down, I think, because they realized how nuts they let it get. Like, yeah. Oh, that's another thing I read was the new Wolverine comic. It's like, just Wolverine, not Savage Wolverine. Okay. I haven't... Have, is it Marvel now? Yeah, it's a red uh, cover. Okay. Just, no, I haven't read... just I, Wolverine. I got the first issue of Savage Wolverine, and I haven't read it yet. That's the Frank Cho one. But what's in Wolverine? It's just like him being Wolverine... Killing people. ...in the city... Uh, New York, or? I wherever he is, I don't remember. But it, it was it was fine. It was an interesting story. But yeah, it opens with him like uh, practically a skeleton, <laughs> and he's regenerating. And I'm and I just it had me one of those thoughts where I'm like, 
Man, I remember. Where we like? I got a gun show. I'm doing all right. Yeah. Give me some time. When, because I remember reading like the NES Wolverine game in the uh, instruction manual, and I know you know whether or not Marvel mm-hmm. approved how how back in like 1990, 91 with video games, they were not as strict with approvals as they would be now. Yeah. But the literature in the instruction manual was like his healing factor is such that he heals at a much faster rate than a human being. Uh, you know, any kind of normal scuffle or fight or injury, he'll recover from almost immediately, very quickly. Uh, you know, yeah, bruises, punches to the face, bats over your head, things like that really aren't going to like damage his structure too much. And of course, his bones aren't going to break either. Yeah, but they were like, and a gunshot wound would take him a day, and yeah, that I, that was their bit. Like I remember that exact phrase: a gun, something as serious as a gunshot wound would take an entire day. I he fit- could probably fight for a little bit before having to quit. Yeah, but at some point he's gonna have to drop, and he's like, "Okay, treat it as if you just got like you know, uh, some some I don't yeah, know I equiv- like equivalent I, in- injury for a mortal." I feel like I read that in uh, in a book I bought a book on the X Men. I bought it at, at a school book fair. Probably that sounds like, about right. Or on a Marvel card. I think I might have a similar one. Yeah, it had a Jim Lee picture on the front, but it was like, oh, well, mm. maybe not Jim Lee, maybe Art Thibbert. <laughs> anyway. No. Uh, also, with the movie news that Captain America Two is going to have Robert Redford. I saw that. Robert Redford is going to be in it. Though it's also weird that he implies that he's going to be like the head of Shield in the old days, but like they, they pretty much covered every day of his World War Two life, didn't they? Well, I mean, they went movie? up till the end, so I don't know. Yeah, I, maybe there's he'll be in like one flashback where he, or yeah. well if it's the winter soldier i suppose there could be winter soldier flashbacks yeah there too. you go that's true all right um yeah i saw there was a, a video on ign that was like a, a big recap because apparently the phase one set is out uh-huh. which i had pre-ordered a long ass time ago yeah and then amazon canceled my order and I so, need to order that so today i had to reorder the damn thing and apparently it's loaded with a bunch of stuff so there's like to talk about phase two or yeah so there's like you know there were so IGN kind of compiled it all and there's a video on there now that shows like new stills and art from Winter Soldier and the Dark World oh cool is that yeah, what yeah. it's called Dark Thor World. Dark World or Dark yeah. World um, I just hear Dark World that thing's Zelda three so I got really <laughs> confused um, but yeah it, it just a little bit of update and then uh, some uh, a new art of Guardians of the Galaxy I think. Um, and yeah, it, Dave Batista, the yeah. pro wrestler, is going to be Drax. Which I don't know about that. Uh, well, I think that makes it clear Drax won't have many lines in the yeah. movie and won't be doing much. I just really wanted Vin Diesel to be Drax. I know. I guess Batista was more comfortable being shirtless. Or, I mean, he is he is taller than Vin Diesel. Oh yeah, he is, yeah. He's he's a big guy. Because I mean, when when I re, like pre annihilation, when I was reading the lead up with the Super Scroll miniseries, yeah, the Drax yeah. miniseries, and those are all good, and I know. At this point, it's kind of old hat, but like seriously, if you want to see the cosmic stuff handled in a way that's actually readable, the Drax miniseries, especially, it was a great like, intro. It, all, all the lead up to Annihilation and then Annihilation book one, two, and like three, and then Annihilation, uh, what was it? Conquest? Conquest, yeah, yeah, all of it, all of it, super good. When, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy series, and then War of Kings, so many good. But things. Yeah, when Drax was first remade, he basically was Vin he Diesel was like from pi- Pitch Black, Pitch yeah. Black Vin Diesel. Yeah. Like it was like this is clearly what they're going for, and I was like, okay, I get it, and yeah, I'm someone. Who grew up, you know, knowing that. Drax was a big dumb idiot. Yeah. I mean, if you read Infinity Gauntlet, he's the idiot in the cape. He that... punches, he jumps on Hulk when yeah. he should be jumping on Thanos. Yeah. So he's not a smart 
green man. Yeah. Uh, so seeing him reborn, I was like, okay, that's fine. I have no yeah. attachment to this old version. But so I mean, in the movie, he's just gonna probably like throw people. He'll probably still be kind of stupid. But I also hope Batista like, shaves his head for the role. Like, yeah, I hope so. It'll be weird I just, seeing I re- him and Chris Pratt yeah. and. And then who's going to be Gamora? What sexy... Like, they ought to get a sexy lady to be Gamora if she's... I wonder if in the movie... Like, I could see Drax being... Like, Batista being shirtless the whole time and, and wearing his dungarees or whatever yeah. as Drax. But, like, Gamora's costume I in bet, reality well, is, like... Yeah. Is a stripper costume. Well, no, I think they'll go... Because there are new costumes in the new... Because the new Guardians of the Galaxy number one came out. Yeah. Which is Bendis, and it reads like a Bendis comic, and that kind of irritates me. But Steve McNiven's on the art. Good. Yeah, the art's fine, but like uh, the, a new, she has a new costume, so oh, okay. it's much more. This is probably yeah. what you're going to get, not uh, the. Yeah, I know. I know her costume is sexist, like in in a way. It, it's it is just made to sexualize her and show off her boobs. Well, yeah. That's what it was for. But there's something about like within a continuity aspect. I liked it because I thought, well, she's a weird alien. This is yeah. what she wears. This isn't. She's not trying to be sexy. This is right. just her costume, and she's a, she's a, she has different customs. Right. Like I, I accepted that, and it was part of who she was. But I'm glad she put on yeah. clothes. I suppose. If you're gonna try to put it on a movie, it's like you're not gonna. That costume's not gonna work. She can't have her boob like side boob all. Over no, the place. like 100 percent of the movie is gonna be side boob, yeah. and it's just not gonna happen. And all, and 90 percent of her ass. Yep. So that's not gonna happen. So yeah. But you know that's they need fine. to cast her soon if they already got Pratt and Batista. There's only one non-CG person left, by my count. Well, they got to have a voice for Groot and a voice for Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, but you can do voices, like, after filming, even. Like, that's how... Like, did you know that the Silver Surfer, like, they've revoiced him? Like, they... He was played by the guy, uh, Doug, uh, whatever, yeah. who played Abe Sapien. And who got to do Abe... Like, he didn't do Abe Sapien's voice in the first Hellboy, but... Del Toro was like, "No, you're a great actor. You get you have your you get to have your voice." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was the voice of Silver Surfer, and then they were like, "No, that's not good enough. Let's get uh, Lawrence Fishburne. He'll do the voice." And they just re-recorded did the whole movie over. Yeah, over but I mean, the difference there is like that dude was at least doing the motion capture for Surfer, so he was yeah. the body. So that's he still true. was delivering. Like, no one's going to go in there and like. Be Rocket Raccoon. No real actor is going to be Rocket Raccoon and then be replaced digitally. Yeah, so it's like they're going to get a voice, and that's true. Really want it to be Jason Statham. That would be good. It just needs to be him. I'm sorry. Uh, and the the, Mar- the Marvel three, uh, Marvel Capcom three voice is great too. It's just mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. Can you escalate that person's role to you know that film? <laughs> if so, great. Yeah. But I also think Jason Statham because that's I feel like that voice is trying to approximate anyway. Oh, speaking about games, uh, did you see, to talk about something DC-related, there was uh, the Infinite Crisis game announced, which is, what? it's a MOBA. You know, you know MOBAs, right? The yeah. League of Legends, like yeah. that. Yeah. So it's, but the the thing is, you buy different Marvel heroes, uh, Jesus, even talking about DC, I have to say Marvel. Yeah. You buy different DC heroes, but also different DC heroes from other universes. And it's not just a costume. Like, they play differently. Yeah, that's neat. And, like, the, the examples they had there were, like, here's Batman, Batman. Here's Batman, Batman. Here's Vampire Batman. Jesus Christ. And here's Gotham by Gaslight Batman. Oh, that's cool. And they showed a bunch of different costumes for Batman. Look cool. I... I don't play MOBAs, but I'd be willing to give it a try. It's the- interesting. Like, the notion of, like, how does... 
Superman versus pre-crisis Superman yeah. versus uh, Superman Prime or super, you know. And it would be cool. Well, I'm also looking forward to the Marvel Heroes game, which is supposed to come out this year finally. Like, so it's like a Diablo. At PAX, they had a booth for that, <coughs> and they had a life-size wall sticker of black costume Spider-Man, <laughs> and I was like. Look, I know you're going to tear this booth down when you're done. I really need this. I just never had time to go over there and like try to haggle them for it. But I totally that if I didn't have to like tear my own booth down, I would have been over there like, okay, what happens to this? Because I seriously, I don't care. I just want it. I want it. I will ship this to myself. Yeah, I'll figure out a way. Don't worry. Did you get any new black costumes at uh, PAX? No, I was gifted another one of those these plush... Uh, those are good plush ones. They look like a good one to give you. Yeah, but um, I bought one myself, and then I was given one, I think, right before... I have now. Right before yeah. I left Radar, and then and I got another one at PAX. And I, it's, and I feel bad, because I'm cool. like, it's a cool gift, it's thoughtful, and mm-hmm. I wish I could... But now I now have three. So. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, then uh, slightly related to video games, so... What a lot of games people were predicting happened did happen. Disney closed LucasArts today. Or, right. well, it didn't, it's not closed, but they've now basically, from my understanding of the press release, it's getting turned into a licensing arm for Star Wars stuff to give Star Wars to other companies, not make internal yeah. Star Wars games. So it, uh, it makes me wonder how they're treating Star Wars in general, like, right now, Star Wars is, uh, Dark Horse is publishing, like, the, what a lot of people are saying are the best Star Wars comics ever. Huh. And, like, Dark Horse just announced a new uh, miniseries, new Star Wars miniseries. But most people are going, like, well, how long is this going to last? Like, they must have some deal with Lucasfilm to get to do Star Wars comics till yeah. X year. Yeah. But that can't be getting renewed. Like, they're going to, Marvel's going to publish Star Wars comics eventually. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's just sad to hear that Dark Horse is doing, like, the best... Hosting the best Star Wars books they've ever done. And with, like, looming over them, they might have to stop doing it. Which, yeah. yeah. I remember in the 90s, early 90s, reading Dark Empire, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I remember reading that. That sounded like the best post... Uh, the best fiction sequel for... Yeah. But I like the Thrawn trilogy. I read that. I read I read parts of it as a kid, and I just mm-hmm. never finished it. Well, the, like he created Coruscant in that book. Timothy the Zahn created Coruscant, mm. and then Luke was like, "Oh, that sounds cool." Yeah, take take. And though also in that book they they like brought up clone chambers that like yeah. is how for the That's clone how the wars Emperor survived. Yeah, which is has nothing to do with the Clone Wars. That's nope. not what clones are. But, but I, that really makes me wonder if the new movies will have Thrawn in it. Thrawn, the the Thrawn saga is great because like I think I don't know I know that they said they're not going to feel beholden to those stories yeah. but it's also like if good dude, stories are there take them you have like this ready made character that people already really like and has mm-hmm. a lot of following so it's like and he's an interesting ca- and yeah. clearly he's an interesting character if he got a following yeah you know so, so you'd be kind of throwing away an opportunity to mm-hmm. to do something with that character but I guess it's really all up to J J Abrams suppose oh, God, whatever he God. wants to do. That new Star Trek looks good. The trailers look good. Come on. When does that come out? I think May. I don't know. I they... just. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't right, you know, you want to get me started on Star Trek. I like. I uh, could you agree? The cast is great. I like that cast a lot. Well, like, I, I have one movie to go off of where no one acts like the characters are supposed to be. So I need Spock more. Spock is totally Spock. He's he's like seventy five percent Spock. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Eventually, he has to have an action scene. Yeah, that's it's true. just it's... like. And again, I'm like, 
the Star Trek needed something. It's just the same thing like with yeah. Castlevania. It needed something to happen. It can't mm. like it was just tired. Um, that's just the way it was, and there was plenty yeah. of good stuff, but it just had to do something different. So it's like okay, fine. And a reboot makes sense. Like it's they, fine. I'm more irritated again. Why you? It was a Star Wars. You film, could like well, yeah, it's a Star Wars. Movie. That's why it was fun to watch. Like I still uh-huh. enjoyed it, but I'm more just irritated. Like you have to remake Kirk and Spock, like. There's, well, you literally have an unending galaxy of opportunity, and you, you can have, have any characters, but not. Well, that that also seemed to me it was more like the businessman coming and saying, "Who's most popular? Oh, the old cast." But it's Let's like the people the people who didn't go see the last like five Star Trek movies. How many of them lined up because wow, it's a new Kirk and Spock? Well, yeah, for it, t- for, tw- for two decades, it was no th- no they, Kirk and Spock were nobody to anybody. They were fat old guys. Yeah, and but, it's like why like uh, the mm-hmm. the impact of casting a young attractive people in a Star Trek movie that's still got legs. Yeah, and that that's why the next generation was such like a gutsy move. You think about like they. You know, especially with characters as unforgettable and as good, like Kirk and Spock and and all the supporting characters, those are great characters. Yeah, they are. So to think like, no, nah, let's get rid of them. I'll make up this new guy, uh, Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah, and, and I mean, there's and, yeah. uh, the other people. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like I could go on and on about yeah. Next Gen, but like, and, and the creation of all those characters and why that show existed and what it meant to television history, blah, 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 but... At the end of the day, it's like you couldn't keep making next gen movies. Moving on to DS9 or Voyager movies is just like absolutely not. Yeah. And Enterprise, which I just started watching finally, is actually pretty okay. Um, but they just it should it's just, just be a TV show. I think, yeah. Well, really. I mean that's where Star Trek works best. But I've said all this before. They should. Do it I will go H- see the movie, and I'm sure it will be totally entertaining. I'm just more scared of Abrams doing Trek and Wars is like you're going to make Star Trek irrelevant. Because yeah. the movie he makes is is a Star Wars movie, and Star Trek is going to be another Star Wars movie. So then in two years when Star Wars comes out, what's the point of having a third Star Trek movie yeah. from the same mind? He'll be producer, but he won't be director. I, right? He won't be director, but it's like the tone is set. I think it depends on who they get directed. They could get a good... If they get a director with their own authorial stamp that could supersede Abrams, like put, do some... Like somebody like Guillermo del Toro, it wouldn't be right. Him, but right, somebody I mean, like that. There's someone who there's a theoretical possibility for that, but it's also just Star Trek works as a show. It doesn't work as yeah. a movie. Even well, the best Star Trek movies are not good Star Trek episodes. And nobody in that, in, other than other than Simon Pegg and maybe the guy who plays Chekhov and Sulu, like nobody in that movie is a movie star. Like yeah. they could do it. Uh, what if they did it like Game of Thrones? Like it was just you get ten episodes every eighteen months. Like that would be better. Yeah. Just ten hour long episodes every eighteen months. Yeah. Like probably whatever. Should, probably should move back to comics. We books. should stop. Well, actually, let's take, take a, a break. break. On the other side, we're going to have a superhero spotlight. It's back. Oh, good. and also uh, your question of the week. Yep, <laughs> question of the week three weeks from ago. three months ago. Come on now. All right. Well, anyway, so see you on the back side. Hey everybody, welcome to the break of uh, episode 47 of Cape Crisis. I want to thank you again for listening, especially for sticking with us when we, you know, took a little break. Uh, you know, work work gets busy in the way. Get ready for get ready for another break soon. And, and I even, you know, I noticed that the, the year anniversary passed. I didn't even mention it, you know, or make make a big deal out of it. But I I think we'll make a big deal out of it when we hit 50. So wait for that, guys and girls. 
Uh, but but really, thank thank you very much. We're gonna try to get back on a more regular weekly schedule from now on. But uh, but thanks so much for supporting us. But if you'd like to support us in ways other than just with your attention and your time and your questions on Twitter, then there's so many ways you can do it. Go to lasertimepodcast.com, and on that page you will see on the left side a button for PayPal where you can give a little monetary donation to the site to help keep the wheels a-turning, to help keep everything free. If you'd also like to buy a t-shirt to help uh, help the cause, why, there's a t-shirt store right below that button. Also, uh, if you'd rather uh, just buy things on Amazon and, and, and spend no extra money, why, on the right side of the screen, there's a link to a bunch of shit on Amazon. You can just buy it. Buy all that stuff. Uh, buy anything through that link. Doesn't Not what we're even directing you to. A little bit of money comes our way. Once again, helps keep everything going. So, please do that. Also, if you're listening on iTunes, we really, really do appreciate uh, any reviews we can get, any five-star markings. I really appreciate every review we get. I read them. So, thank you very much for those. Keep them coming. Uh, and lastly, it's time for uh, the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. What's this week's Pick of the Week, you ask? Why, it is Avenging Spider-Man. Yes, another Spider-Man book, I know. I know, but the uh, Avenging Spider-Man is a nice little throwback to the to the uh, the old days where if you bought a comic, you, you bought Marvel Team Up to just get a one or two issue storyline of just Spider-Man plus other character equals fun. And that's all it is. Like Spider-Man teams up with She-Hulk and and fights an Egyptian god. He teams up with Captain Marvel and they fight a giant growing girl who works for the Occupy movement. Uh, and there's a really cool three-issue opening storyline with art by Joe Moderera, uh, where he teams up with Red Hulk to fight Mole Man, a Mole Man, and the Mole People. Like it's it's such great like old school fun. Uh, you know, that we could use in this dark time today. So so check that out. You'll see links to all three volumes of Avenging Spider-Man on the page for this very episode of Cape Crisis on lasertimepodcast.com or capecrisis.com. All right, so without further ado, back to the show. And we're back! Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 47 of Cape Crisis. We didn't go away again, we didn't take another sabbatical during that break. Uh, um... So hey, VG Empire's been going the whole I, time. I know right? you're you're more disciplined than I. I. Haven't missed an episode. Well, the, although I am biweekly, so that's true. You're biweekly, and you know the part of the part of the show is supposed to be reactionary. It's supposed to be like you know the news, <laughs> or uh, yes. you know what I mean. All right. Well, anyway, uh, so this week we're bringing back the uh, uh, the Cape Crisis. Uh, what was it? Hero Corner? Hero Spotlight? Hero Spotlight. Jesus, it, I am out of has, practice. Has it been that long? Uh, the Superhero Spotlight. This is going to be for Nova, who uh, I did before 
and he lost track thanks to a uh, breaking of a computer. But oh, uh, that old chestnut. All right, so Nova, right? He's a regular kid from Jersey, a jerk. Richard Ryder. Richard Ryder. He's uh, which his name being Dick Ryder is unfortunate. Yeah, it was just supposed to be an old school Stanley. Yeah, yeah, the alliteration thing. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Uh, Hi, I'm Stanley. Hey, Stanley. Don't try this at home, kids. (laughs) Got plenty of these. Um, They seem to enjoy my cameos and. Yeah, whatever. So he was, <laughs> uh, you know, he was created to be like the Spider-Man of the '70s. Like that was that was kind of Nova's thing. Really? And uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he was supposed to be kind of like the new. He was supposed to be Marvel's new hero for the for the '70s. Like kind of kind of their mix of like Spider-Man, Superman, and Green Lantern all in one. Okay. Uh, and he had like a kind of a brief run in his books in the '70s, in and the then 70s. just ended. Huh. And. Uh, and they just kind of forgot about him until, like, he, but he was part of the Nova Corps, uh, which is, is pretty much a ripoff of the Green Lantern it's the, Corps. Yeah, it's, it's the, the Lantern Corps. But he sure. was the human rocket, and he could fly in outer space, breathe in outer space, and had, uh, I'd say, like, strength on the level of, like, Wonder Man or Miss Marvel. I mean, he was kind of tied into Rom the Space Knight as well, even He's, in the 70s, or Yeah, no? eh, sorta, sorta. <laughs> they, they were all... They decided to get a little spacey in the early 70s as they were they're like, we can't just stick to terrestrial New York City. <laughs> I got all these drugs to do, man. I gotta, exactly. I got to go out there. <laughs> you guys can't follow. So, uh, so yeah, that, that was kind of their thing. So then I'm guessing you went on a hiatus for like a decade, right? Basically more than a decade. Because like, my been... introduction to him was New, New, Warriors. New Warriors number one, which was, you know, Right around the time mm-hmm. when I got into comics, so I was like, knowing there was a number one out now, yeah, with a new team, I'm like, oh wow, number one. Mm-hmm. Did you know I have New Warriors number one? Oh wait, everyone has New Warriors. Yeah, but it was like Night Thrasher and Speedball and well, the whole, Namorita. Yeah, and, the book in general was meant to bring together young characters who existed. Night Thrasher of the original line of Night Thrasher was the only new guy. Yeah, like Namorita had been introduced in failed Namor comics. Marvel Boy had what, been an attempt to join the Avengers, but he didn't do anything. Speedball had been an attempt to have a fun book that he nobody liked him. For lack of a, you yeah. know, it's the Young Avengers of that time period, yeah. more or less. It was a great book, and the, in the first page is such a striking page. I always remember, like, Night Thrasher is, like, uh, Batman-style holding Nova, holding Nova Ryder. Yeah, I, off I, of I a remember building. that. And then he's like, he's like, are you Richard Ryder? Yes. Drop. Yeah. And then Ryder's Nova powers reactivate as yeah. he flies back. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. You knew my Nova powers would come back if I got really scared. Thanks. Like, well, that was a guess. It was, it was, a, it was a guess. Yeah, it was educated guess. He's like, you son of a... So, but he has a cool run in, in New Warriors, though. Like, they constantly talk about how, like, he has commitment issues and he needs to get his life together. Like, yeah. he's kind of a loser. He so, lives with his parents. Yeah, I mean, that's where I was introduced to the character. And, I mean, being 10 when that came out, I thought that was his first appearance. Uh-huh. Much like I thought most of those characters. Um, you know, just like when today you hear a song on the radio and, and someone tells you, no, that's a cover of a 25-year-old yeah, song. That's and, a Devo cover. Yeah, and you're like, what? Um, but, yeah, so... Yeah, so then when I later on when we jump ahead a bit when we get to the you know modern era, I uh-huh. I still till recently thought that was his like real start. Yeah. And everything else that tried to the Nova Corps and all that stuff was kind of added to make this loser character more interesting. Yeah, they, when in fact it was just an embracing of what he started as. To not complicate things, New Warriors basically ignored yes. all his galactic stuff. Yeah. He was 
Because the New Warriors were all about taking low-level fights. Though they had an awesome... Their first fight, their first two fights ever, first they fight Terax, which is crazy. Wow, that's a bit much. And then they fight... Uh, though he wasn't... Gala- he, he was near Harold Powers, but he wasn't Harold Powers. Okay. So, but they did beat him. And then they fight Juggernaut with Thor. Wow. And mm, okay. and then Thor did the old juggernaut trick, which is throw him in space. <laughs> uh, he they put him in steel. They melted a bunch of steel on him, and then before he could break out of the steel, old swing of the mace or the hammer, and I teleport thee to nowhere. Zoop, and he's right. just gone. He breaks out. He's like, well, where the, where the fuck am I? Yeah, <laughs> and he's floating in space, so he's got no momentum and can't. Yeah, him. and they uh, but. Uh, so anyway, uh, by the end of New Warriors, like he had kind of got his shit together. He had he had also like in in the New Warriors at the start, he only had a fraction of his power. Like yeah. like he couldn't go into space. He wasn't as strong or as fast. But eventually, by his end in the New Warriors, he got back to his previous power level. Okay. Then. Uh, right around when Civil War was happening, the new warriors were slotted to... Which is literally another, like, 15-year jump ahead yes. where Nova did basically nothing. And so the new warriors were decided to be used as the joke in Civil War to be the losers that start the Civil War. Yeah. By being unprofessional superheroes, which, as a new warriors fan, I thought that was a little mean to them. It's like, it at least gives them something to do, because I, I don't know. Yeah, it, but... They, they didn't stick, obviously, so let them, let them be a catalyst for something. But Nova was, was very much not a part of that team. Yeah. What happens, uh, the storyline reasons is, he gets called off to an emergency Nova Corps meeting, which is to warn them of the Annihilation Wave, which during the meeting kills everyone, everyone in the Nova Corps but him. And he, he gets to, he looks at everything that's this destruction, he's like... Fuck. That's a and really cool issue too. Where that a, all that yeah. happens and like it goes from like an annihilation prologue. I think. It yeah, was. it's like imagine like the equivalent of a game where you go like, uh, where you walk around uh, like a, a hub world and you talk to everyone and you get the oh look at all these NPCs and then like imagine like the opening of the game is the entire area being shredded and you're the only one left and it's like they kill all these people they went to the trouble of setting up yeah like. and they all die and it's like it and even even that's not even so much of a spoiler because the 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 destruction is so fast and crazy that it's like it's still fun to read and watch how fast it goes down because annihilation yeah. wave is very much a wave it just yeah. crashes over everything well in the whole in the scheme of annihilation that first issue is just like one of 20 issues of stuff. Yeah, and again, yeah. I, I want to point out, anyone who read Infinity Gauntlet, and most of you probably have, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Nova yeah, like, had a very memorable death where I just love, he flies in. It's a really well-drawn... Not round, cubes. Cubes. <laughs> no one's going to be busting up Thor while Nova's around. Round? No, not round. <laughs> Cube, like a child's blocks. Yeah. Turns them into blocks and then smashes the blocks, and you're such like... Such great lines. It's such a great line, and it's just like, it's drawn so well, just the Nova flying in this 45-degree angle, punching Thanos, and you can tell, like, all this force in the punch, and all it does is, like, barely make Thanos' jaw move. Uh-huh. And he's just like, no, your block's now dead. And he's like, just reading in one panel, Nova enters and is turned into fucking blocks and yeah. then killed. And you're like, he doesn't even have a body anymore. He's just, he's just blocks. Like, <laughs> not even like blocks in the shape of a person. He's just like, a, like you dumped Legos in the floor. And like, that used to be a human. It's such a like, remarkably grotesque way to kill someone. Uh, but yeah, it's, such a, good death. it's so, a really good death. By the end of Annihilation, though, like Nova is. They make a the a half of the point of annihilation is to make Nova the Superman of yeah. cosmic 
But it's Plasmic like all Marvel. of all of the Nova Corps and the World Mind go into him, so he so gets the cumulative power of basically all of them. Yeah, he's almost Herald level power yeah. on his own. Like he can he can hold his own against some Heralds, though not Surfer. They make a point of Surfer beating the shit out of him. Well, because in Annihilation, like Galactus is like, let me make you whole again, and mm-hmm. like does something to give Surfer back that clout that he had, yeah. you know, in the eighties. Which that was so cool because like a really good scene. I also yeah, just inside that Silver Surfer miniseries, like he had pinned, he had just went. I had always liked Silver Surfer as a look, but when you read his books, he was. He was just such like a non-committal, like I like looking at stuff and going around. That's, yeah, if you read those like yeah. those first Silver Surfer comics, it's very much a him soaring around being sad. Yeah, and that's why it's fun to read for like ten to twelve issues. It's a uh, fun like wow, this is a weird character from other books. It's yeah. definitely different than Marvel books. Yeah, but when they when they make him hold again, as it were, and yeah. Galactus, like they come to terms with each other's existence, like that's really cool. Because it was yeah, in his Annihilation miniseries, the first couple issues, he's He's it is what was his power level for a long time, and they also point out the silliness of like Glax is like, well, why did you stop working for me anyway? And he's like, oh, some Earth woman talked to me. He's like, really? That's what convinced you to stop working for Galactus? Yeah. Um, so and and then when he becomes whole again, like he wipes the floor with yeah. the guy who is the main villain of the whole book. Yeah. Like it's good. Uh, but anyway, so then Nova's number one again. Awesome. And then he had a mini, uh, an ongoing for a ongoing while, too, yeah, with a bunch of issues long, bunch of cool covers from uh, Granov. Yeah, it was uh, really it was who did a bunch of great Iron Man art back in like 08, uh, 07, 08 with the extremist arc and stuff like yeah. that. And he even got to be the star in Ultimate, well, not the star, but he got to appear in Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom. Like, I was, never, yeah. I never thought Nova would ever appear in a video. Well, again, you can always you could playable. tell you could tell their plans because Rocket Raccoon and Nova were the two editions, uh, two of the six editions, and it's yeah. like from from the Marvel side, and it's like uh, I should tell you something. They got big plans for these characters. Yeah, but then they bring back the um, so the, but now Nova in the thing we talked about before with Thanos. Richard Ryder's gone. Like, he still hasn't yeah, come back. Yeah. And now they have Sam... Uh, not Sam Worthington. <laughs> That's Angel on the X-Men. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Sam... Sam something. Uh, Alexander. Sam Alexander. See, one of those things... Like, his name is like a movie name. And I read the first issue of his comic. And even in his comic, it was just like... Uh, it was the start of a movie. Like, he was Marty McFly in a movie. Yeah. And his dad was like... I used to be on the Nova Corps, and now I'm a drunk, do, and I became your dad. And he's like, "Oh, dad, you're cra- you're a crazy drunk. You never went in outer space." Right. And then he wakes up in Gamora and uh, Rocket Raccoon are there telling him to join the Nova Corps. And I mean, it was it wasn't a bad story, but it was definitely like dumbed down. And and I, and I also was just sad to see Richard Ryder. Yeah, it's, it's just go. not like you spent all this time making a really cool like making a character that never found footing. And you spent like basically five years giving him a purpose and yeah. a fan base, and then like, and he died. Okay, that was a cool heroic. Uh, uh, the ending of him trying to stop Thanos is like, okay, that's an admirable way to end him. And then the kid, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't kid. need this. Just let it, let him be alone. And then when we bring Nova back, fine. I get if they want a Nova without all the baggage we just explained, but it's like but, it's uh, baggage of literally five years. Yeah, and you can point to like if you want to get caught up, just go read Annihilation Prologue, Annihilation. 
and if you write a that, good enough story, yeah. you doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. Yeah, and apparently, I'm looking at the Marvel site. He had the Quantum Bands for some point. He had uh, the Quasar. He had, oh yeah, there was a storyline where the um, he lost his Nova powers. The world mind went crazy and took it back, mm-hmm. uh, and so he became Quasar for about. F- Three or four issues while chasing down the hive. Mines. So Quasar became Cap. Uh, Quasar died. Quasar died during conquest. annihilation. Uh, a regular night. Regular. Oh, that's right. Because uh, some uh, man Quasar died. Yeah. Then the then daughter Phyla, of Phyla Marvel took yeah, the quantum Mints, and she was Quasar for a long mm. time. Then she died. She died, and this is all years old at this point. So yeah. But uh, now who's Quasar? Quasar? Became a force ghost, basically. Okay. And then. Uh, gave the bands to Nova as a force ghost. But then by the end of that storyline, when he's Nova again, he's like, you know, these bands don't even need a body. You just, you're a you're a dude. The bands are you. You're you're Quasar. And he's like, oh yeah, I am Quasar. He just, <laughs> he's like, I'm Quasar again. Just me. Like, so. So yeah. Worthington is back or whatever? Or, or whatever. Whoever West- the old Quasar, the Quasar of the 90s and 80s was, that's Quasar. So he's back again. Yes. Man, he what was, was that a, dude's name? He was a member of the Space Avengers called Annihilators that also had gar- yeah. the, um, the Guardian and... Uh, Beta Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill, yeah. All right, but anyway, so that's Nova. I hope you guys learned something. Yeah, he's, he's a cool character, and he's actually quite good in Marvel, uh, Marvel 3, so there's that. And I and I really feel like we're gonna see him addressed in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, I yeah. think if it'll be a teaser or they're just not talking about him showing up in the movie yet, or I don't know. I feel like he's like the missing piece in there. Like they'd also because like in the comics, uh, in the Annihilation comics, like the relationship between Star Lord and Nova was interesting. Like, yeah, I liked their friendship. And I think they'll want Star Lord to be the anchor. That's the human person trying to be. To, yeah, to, to, to yeah. be the anchor in all the weird, so they don't need two people to be that, so I get it, but mm. I really would be surprised if that doesn't end with Nova comes flying through the wall, like having just been punched by Thanos, and then, you know, it's basically a setup for a Thanos, um, what you know, I, Nova well, in Avengers 2. I can see from, like, a, a, a storytelling per, uh, way of doing things. You have you have the weirdos who are all this, the space the alien looking people. Yeah, you have Star Lord who is from Earth, but he's been with them for a while. Yeah. And then you have Nova who's just came from Earth, so oh, you yeah. got Earth Guy Star Lord explaining to new Earth Guy oh, yeah, Nova can, okay. what's going on. I can see that working. Yeah. Alright, so last question of the week. Yep. Last week's and by last week's I mean posted March fifteenth. Jeez. Um Cape Crisis question number forty six. What book do you wish you were reading? Because we talked about how, boy, wouldn't it be nice if we had time to read comics? And then it turned out (laughs) some of us did get time to read comics by getting a cold. By getting sick. Uh, And so we asked people what they would read if they had the extra time to do it. Hmm. First, uh, Brett, what would you say? I guess you you just read it all. Yeah, I got caught up pretty good. Um, I don't know. Go through yours and I'll... All right. We've got, obviously, a douche. He was the first responder, so I'm going to go with him first. It's uh, he says the new Teen Titans, specifically the Marv Wolfman run from the eighties. Mm. Like that was uh, it's uh, you know the X Men ultimately won that battle, but at the time it was which is better, Teen Titans or X Men? Huh. Like they in the eighties, like just as like Wolverine was becoming a huge deal, like Teen Titans with Deathstroke it was yeah. a really huge deal too. Yeah, but, he's cool. Uh, then we've got uh, let's see here. Uh, Cody Stovall, he says, uh, let's see, Wonder Woman Odyssey, Arkham Unhinged, 
Katakeo, Katakeo, Hitman Reborn. I haven't heard of any of these. So good on you, buddy. You should definitely read those that I have not read. Um, Joan Wahizel says, uh, the Thor God of Thunder and New Avengers from Marvel now, but he's waiting for the trade. Uh, Thor God of Thunder is really good. Did you, have you read that one yet? I think I got the free number one and then didn't keep going. I would say wait for the trade on that, but it's such a good, like... Well, I just buy the digital. I don't buy any. Well, okay, well, fine. But I don't buy anything <laughs> new physical anymore. Here's, here's why you'd enjoy it, I think, because while it was, I think... Ten years ago, well, not ten years ago, seven years ago, when they brought back Thor and he was very tied to Kansas, like yeah, the Straczynski stuff was yeah, really good. They needed that too because he it had been Asgard for so long that they kind of needed him to be a little more human again. Yeah, but now he's been human for quite a while, so this is him going into space. Like it's right. crazy space shit. It's not Asgard either. It's like. No, I'm 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 an Asgardian god, and I'm going around space and fighting aliens. <laughs> like, it's just a cool idea. What um, about my people? Uh, they can t- well, they're all fucked up. From they're still kind of fucked up from the uh, the, the siege? fear itself. Oh, well, the siege and fear itself. Fear, yeah. yeah, one two punch for Asgard. Uh, Super Giraffe says, "Missing out on Hawkeye. I wish I hadn't." Ooh. Come on, but dude, get to it. Hawkeye is still great. It's the best. I love Hawkeye. Uh, Pedo Bearclaw says, really want to read Ninja Turtles, both the original and IDW runs. I was just starting to read the uh, the classic Archie Ninja Turtles were on sale. Man, I uh, still have all those. Uh, they were they were good for their time. Yeah. yeah maybe. But, they were good for the Yeah. For definitely. Let's see. Uh, oh, the stupid, sexy, wild Femshep says that uh, they want to read the... Marvel Now Deadpool by co-written by Brian Posehn, which sounds really good. Actually, I want to suggest a podcast uh, that I really like. is Brian Posehn's one, which is it's him and his five friends. They're playing D&D, and they're oh, just wow. recording it. And it was something like back when I played tabletop role-playing, I was like, man, we should record this. It'd be the best thing ever. Yeah, I think everybody thinks that. Yeah, you always think that. But listening to this, maybe to someone who's never played D&D, you it can sounds see why stupid. It's, yeah, you can understand why it's so fun. Yeah, it's it's comedians dicking around, but also playing characters. Trying to play characters. Yeah. And that is, when you when you get over that initial hump of like, yeah, yeah, yeah I rolled the dice and whatever. But the moment uh, you the moment you have your first like in-character I'm genuinely trying to resolve this, not as me being a flippant dickhead, but also, but like, no, 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 I am this like, character. Mm-hmm. And the D, when you see your DM, that's Dungeon Master, react to you, their, their eyebrows go up and they're like, all right, <laughs> now we are playing Dungeons and Dragons. We got over it. And you have that, and the DM will, a good DM will just roll right with it. It'll just be like, yeah. they will they will get into character, you'll get into character. And it's normally nothing, something I would never have done. But man, when it's you, hard to be a good DM. I tried it a couple times. You I had it. a great one. His yeah. his initials were DM. So. Wow, you have to play every character, every other character, yeah. and you, you have, have to, to be shoot. very unflappable. You, mm-hmm. you can't. And when your when your shithead friends try mm-hmm. to try to shake you and say dumb things and like I punch everyone in the room in the face and like yeah, like, or you create these cool characters or situations, and yeah. then when. People walk in and I'm like, nah, I just shoot that guy in the face. And yeah. I kick over the table and light it on fire. Right. And then I'm going to try to have sex with that girl. Like, And it's like, okay, well, roll the dot. You didn't kick over the table. You knocked over a beer can. <laughs> Everyone's mad at you. The girl has now put, broke your arm. 
You, you, you came in and acted like a giant asshole, so everyone in here, your character's basically forfeit at this point. Get out of my house. And that's why it's fun. That's why it's fun. All right, and then lastly, uh, Stabby Joe says the new 52 Aquaman, which I cannot suggest that enough. I need to read that, quite honestly. It is really I, I acknowledge my Marvel like avalanche, and I just can't find a DC entrance. Like DC Aquaman... Uh, new Fifty Two Aquaman. Uh, also, the Batman. I read Batman, it. Batman, the Great. Oh yeah, you were reading. That. I read you all read that. I read all Night of Owls and all of Death of the Family, and that mm. was good. And I liked it. Um, it was definitely a strong Batman. But I'm like, I've read a lot of good Batman. Yeah, I would also give a uh, Grant Morrison's Action Comics a try. His Superman, Superman. stuff. Okay, it's good. Is Aquaman still good? Yeah, Johns hasn't left it. So okay, it's still all right, it's still good. Is Flash any good? Uh, Chris loves it. Chris, because I love really Flash good. as a concept, yeah. and I read good Flash like around Flash 200 with Professor oh, Zoom yeah. and all that stuff. Well, like, but that was Wally West. That's what's up. Yeah. Uh, now it's Barry, and Barry's boring. B for B for Barry and boring. Isn't he basically just acting like Wally West? They've kind of now rewritten him as Wally West before he was married, but now he's not okay. married. All right. Well, all right. Anyway, so I'll check out Aquaman. Question of this week, as suggested to me by I don't have Twitter open. Is and I think we might have used this question once before about a year ago, but you know what? Let's do it again because I think I have a new answer. Uh, and the question was was about comic book covers. Ooh. Uh, and uh, you know what? I'm going to just modify it a little. All right? What is like the earliest memorable comic book cover you like? Like, because for me, when I was a little kid. Going into the like the grocery store with my mom and walking by where the magazines and once upon a time comic books were, yeah. I would see a cover. I go like, "Oh my god, that's the craziest cover ever! Whatever's inside of this will be the best thing I've ever seen." Like, and so what uh, what did that for me was a Spider-Man comic, and it's actually during like a storyline I don't even remember that well because it was back when I was flipping through comics, not reading them, right. Uh, and it was, I don't know if you remember this, an amazing, it, uh, probably it, I can't even remember the name of the storyline, but it was in the early three hundreds, uh, the silver sable political thriller storyline with the red skull was in it. Mm. And there was a cover where it was the red skull's head on it, but he had Spider-Man webs on his face. Oh yes. I do know that cover. Yeah. It was such it's a McFar- shocking It's McFarlane. Yeah, it was McFarlane. Yeah. Yeah. Was... That I do remember seeing that cover over and over again. That um, cover really got me like just cause I didn't know who the red skull was, but just seeing a skull with Spider-Man webs on it yeah. was a freaky thing. Um, and then I think not uh, like pretty much right after that, there was a cover with saber tooth on the cover that like had blood on it and stuff mm. too. So, yeah, those were the that was the like stirring cover that got me as a kid to pick up some of my earliest comic books. I think uh, for me, the Spider-Man also where uh, the first. I mean, the first. I know the first Spider-Man comic I actually saw that I owned was I think the part one of Return of the Sinister Six with Electro and uh-huh. Eric Larson. So that cover really sticks with me. But uh, the first one that I think sticks with what you're uh, gels with what you're talking about is. McFarlane's Spider-Man number five, which is part five of Torment. Oh yeah, man, he must have been looking pretty ragged on that. Cover, yeah, right? so it's like he's surrounded by rubble. The costume is completely tore up, and this is at a time when like the first series of Marvel cards was out. You know whether or not the literal first or not, but that like uh-huh. 1990 series of cards. Uh, 
and the toy, the, that toy line we referenced earlier in the show, all this stuff had just started kind of like, Spider-Man was just, com- Marvel in general was getting a bigger footprint, and Spider-Man was this cool hero, and most of the time your heroes don't get beat up. So seeing mm-hmm. this cover in like a gas station, and I just, because again, comics used to be in gas stations, so I've still seen some. I think they might still be. I've baby. seen some, actually. Um, but yeah, seeing that, I'm like, what? Spider-Man getting beat up? I don't understand. And like, that's also when I bought that issue, it had a UPC instead of that art yeah, in, the, in the corner. because it was a direct sale. It wasn't a direct sale. And I remember as a kid being like, look, if it has a UPC, it doesn't even count. Like, it's, not, <laughs> it's basically you didn't even buy the issue. Um, so that really stuck with me. But then uh, also uh, the 90s Ghost Rider number, uh, well, there's a lot. Number one really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Number 13 and number 15. 13 being this really cool, like, painting uh, of a really forgettable villain, but it's like ghost. It's like this earthy tone. It's really cool, but then also uh, 15's the glow in the dark cover. Oh, I think um, I remember that one. It's really cool. Uh, those are like the first ones that made a big yeah. impact. I had another one too. I just recalled it was. Uh, do you remember Marvel Presents where it was like a flip book where it was like a 12 page story on one side and you flip it and 12 page story on the other. It like had two covers. But I remember in that it had a Wolverine storyline going on in it and the art was by Sam Keith who would later do uh, Max yeah. and like he drew such like a like a grungy Wolverine I just loved it yeah I, mean, I can't imagine it was really great because he went on to do Venom yeah yeah, uh, yeah and then Wolverine was in that with his ridiculous I mean, yeah. Sam Keith Sam Keith would draw Wolverine too with like he'd have like like string coming off the edge of his costume like yeah. it was threadbare it was his, really weird Sam Keith is like I kind of hate it <laughs> I kind of hate his art, Max. but yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Really bizarre things like the Max, like mm-hmm. totally fine, totally yeah. get it. But when he starts drawing things that I'm very used to, and seeing them, Spider-Man just looks, uh, and just seeing them in his weird, twisted world, it's like it's cool that it's a style, and it's yeah. like no one else draws like him, and that's why it's neat. But when you see it, like Wolverine and Venom fighting each other, it's like I can't, I can't do this, man. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to thank the person who asked this question. Uh, which was Shap Attack on Twitter at uh, at Shap Attack. Nice. One well, K, just no C, just A T T A K. And uh, the question suggestion uh, favorite comic cover. His was Sc- Secret Wars four, which is when Hulk is holding up a mountain. mountain yep. To, to stop it from crushing the other heroes. It's a good. It's a feat of strength. I love that scene. Ooh, I'm definitely gonna tweet about this. I like how they're having to make fun of the Hulk or to get him angrier. Like, <laughs> man, you're you're just stupid banner. You're not even banner anymore. I can tell you're getting stupider. He's like, you're just trying to make me angry so I won't drop this mountain. Yeah, uh, yeah I love that. that's that's it. Like Secret Wars for all of its crassness. <laughs> it's uh, not to, a great story, but... To sell toys yeah. and, and sell comics, like, as an event, is still, as an event, mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Like... There's so many awesome scenes So in much it. happens in that, 12 issues, and to think about it from the perspective of the 80s, where this was not an annual event, mm-hmm. uh, it's incredible. And they even... They made Spider-Man cool with... I, they went yeah. to extra lengths to make Spider-Man cool within that context where, like... Number three is where he fights all of the X-Men. Yeah, and, and just... They can't touch him. Like, yep. he can't beat them. He couldn't beat up all of them. Yeah, but, yeah. He, he has but it's just like you're not going to catch me. So yeah, and later has a similar scene with with Titania, oh, where yeah. Titania's like, "But well, I'm super strong. I can beat a fog." He's like, "Well, yeah, if you could touch me, but unless I'm fighting you in a closet, you're not yeah. going to." Like, yeah. see? And then he's mocking her as he does it, 
like explaining to new readers, see, yeah. this is why Spider-Man makes fun of people, to yeah. throw them off their game. Yep, like, and that's why it's fun. And it's, that's why Secret Wars, again, it's like it accomplished a lot, even maybe though inadvertently. Yeah. It tells you why the X-Men are cool, why yeah. Magneto's cool, why Doctor Doom is the, the best. best. Like, yeah. like why he, in, like when, when you all the talk about Darth Vader, it's like, well, yeah, he's based on Doctor Doom. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why he's so cool. Exactly. Why, why Galactus is awesome, too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so read Secret Wars. Yeah, it's good. That's stuff. my backup Hank's pick yeah. of the week. It's it's an obvious thing, but it's it's one of those easy things. Like you know, it is very eighties, but it's it's, very it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and also, like it shows Cap as the leader. Like, That's true. Cap's a really cool. That's leader. true. Well, anyway, so answer that in the forums on LaserTimePodcast.com. dot com. God, hi, uh, I'm Stanley. Hi, uh, Stanley. They seem to enjoy my cameos in the movies. <laughs> We do. We I do. was trying to find him out of breath like you just ran out of breath. There. Don't try this at home. And I can't find it. All right. Well, uh, so, uh, Brett, yes. plug in. Uh, yes. Empire. Um, I write. I don't write. Um, you read. You talk. I read. I talk. VGEmpire.com is a game music podcast. Again, saw a lot of people at PAX. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, that PAX East remains one of my favorite shows of the year just because... This year got out of hand quicker than normal, where uh, we drank a lot, we went and played rock band, it was awesome, talked to a lot of cool people, um, it was a very cool night, and uh, I probably didn't get to talk to as many people as I could have or should have, like, uh-huh. I got roped Well, into... you only have so much time, and you yeah. were working there. Yeah, I mean, I was working, I wish I would have got there a little sooner, I was I was somewhat late, and uh, mm. I mean, yeah. Wish you got into Boston sooner? No, just that night, I oh, I to see. that thing. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, Chris, say t- hello to everybody. Check out the site and uh, please uh, listen. Everybody wants to hear you. Say hello. Hello, everybody. Whoa, that's gross. That's, that's, why, that's why Chris isn't on this episode. And I'm, I'm too busy reading comic books, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I did just read Thanos Rising. Damn it. Damn, you're ahead of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. VGMPire.com. Right. Yeah. That's my plug. Yep. Superior number seven. Just read that, too. You guys okay? God. I, no, I'm, I'm busy. Man. I want to go home and do all those things. I'm going to do that right uh, when I get home. But we, we just did a wrestling episode. Uh, I wasn't on it. I'm sorry. All in time for WrestleMania. Prior to that was uh, Loaded from PS1 days. Uh, we did a Mario RPG episode that you ran, Henry. Yeah, good time. Um, we did a Zelda episode, which is, I think, the highest episode of all time, maybe. As we should have expected. Yeah. And yes, Laser Time will be back on... Monday, hopefully. Someday. Don't or make promises day. your sick butt can't catch. Yeah, it's just a sickness. Uh, but whatever, we we can do this. You guys are going to be here anyway, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, WrestleMania! WrestleMania, and uh, I did a VG Game Apocalypse to talk about DuckTales on their Woo-hoo. last episode. So. Nice. Right, um, the normal one. Speaking right. of, uh, also speaking of WrestleMania, there's a new cheap <laughs> podcast this week with Dave Rudden and me and special guest... Sean Norton, uh, where we all talk, we talk about WrestleMania because we don't have a counterbalance of someone who doesn't watch a lot of wrestling. <laughs> right, we get really deep into wrestling, yeah, but yeah. I still think you guys are going to like it. Nice. Uh, so give that a listen, uh, and until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!